0: All right, well, it's my privilege to be able to introduce you guys to a good friend of mine this morning. Um, about five years ago, Chris Patton introduced me to this guy in India, and his name was Rajiv Mahan. And I really didn't know what to think uh, when I first met this guy, because we just communicated on, on Facebook and things like that. And so I really started checking him out and um, maybe even stalking him a little bit and uh, his family and getting to know Rajiv. And so you guys are in for a treat this morning. Um, Rajiv is probably one of, the, one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met, and uh, he definitely has a, a big heart for the Lord, loves the Lord. Um, I picked him up yesterday from the airport, and, and we have fully indoctrinated him now, so he's had his first Chick-fil-A meal. All right, so we took him there last night with our family, so he's had it, um, and I've got to tell like I did earlier, man. I know this is kind of a joke on you, but it was funny. Um, we're sitting in Chick-fil-A, and we got through eating, and he says, uh, Pastor Tracy, was that beef that I just ate? And I said, no, it's Chicken. And then it hit me, like, I said, no, the cows are trying to get you to eat more chicken. And so you didn't just eat cow. And so, but he has had beef before, so some of you guys need to take him out this week to get some good beef here. So, but I want to introduce you guys to Rajiv Mahan. Uh, you're in for a real treat this morning as you get to hear what God's laid on his heart and hear about his ministry. So, Rajiv. Thank you.
1: Hello, greetings, everyone. Uh, I want to greet you all in the wonderful and precious and the holy name of Lord Jesus Christ. His name is matchless. There is no other name like him. And uh, I want to thank God for this wonderful opportunity. Again, I want to thank Pastor Cade, Pastor Tracy, and all the leaders of this church who have uh, put all things together and helped me to come over here. And uh, I had a greatest, intense desire to come over here at least once to come here and share my testimony and uh, see my wonderful friends. And uh, I got many new friends. uh, Before, also, I had some friends. And uh, now I got many of you also in my friend list. And I thank God for each and every one of you. So I came all the way from uh, northern part of India. So I want to tell you that uh, India is a very populated uh, uh, country, it is the second largest populated uh, country in the world with uh, 1.3 billion peoples. If you see uh, in the census of 2016, so around 1.3 billion people are living in uh, India. From that, about 0.14% uh, 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 Christians are only living in India, uh, northern India, sorry, and about 2.5% is living all over India. So especially in the south, uh, if you go in the south India and uh, east-south, there you will find a uh, Christian people. As you know about uh, Thomas, and he had visited south India, and still there is a tomb of uh, Thomas over there in south India. So majority of Christian peoples are in south India, but in the northern India, there are very few uh, Christians. So please uh, receive a greetings from my wife, Shashi, and I will show her this video later on. And uh, my wife, her name is Shashi, and I have three children. Gracie is uh, 16 years old. She's studying in uh, uh, 11th grade now. And I have a daughter, Hannah. She's in second grade. She's 7 years old. And I have a son. His name is Samuel. And uh, he recently has started a play school. So all of them uh, are going to school by the grace of God in a good school. And we praise uh, God for that. And today, I would like to uh, uh, talk to each one of you, and uh, within that, I will uh, share my testimony also, and uh, actually, I wasn't aware about uh, La Grange, Georgia area, because I had no friends over here, but one day, I was uh, searching something on the internet, and I found uh, uh, the blog of my very dear friend, Brother Chris Patton over there, uh, christianfaithatwork.com, and uh, then, I like those posts, and uh, I start communicating with him, and through him I get to know about this city, uh, Lakhra Georgia. So, uh, so I get to know this way, and I was I had not uh, even dreamed that uh, someday I will be here. But this is the grace of the God, and uh, He brought me here for a purpose, and uh, and I can see that, and uh, I praise God for that. I would like to tell you uh, something about my life uh, in the in the previous uh, service. Uh, in the morning also I had shared my testimony and I believe many of you will be encouraged through my testimony and I want to tell you that I was raised in a Hindu family and uh, it was a mixture of Hindu and Sikh uh, family because uh, we were Hindus but you know my parents were also following the Sikh traditions you know like uh, performing marriages that way and uh, and I was a very uh, devoted Hindu. Every morning I was waking up, and was, I was taking a bucket of water, and I was pouring some milk inside that, and uh, I was going to one specific temple near my home, and I every day I was washing that temple, you know. And I was worshipping there. Many times I was going uh, to many temples far away, bare feet, taking the flag of that, uh, you know, temple, and I was going there and making many oats over there and uh, this will be done, I will do that and that. And uh, within that time, I was very uh, close to my dad always uh, while I was even teenage, you know, and I was very close to my dad. He was a great friend of mine. And uh, suddenly one day, you know, he passed away and uh, he got a heart attack. I still remember I was going uh, to my study and uh, my, my, my sister was running behind me. She was saying, Rajiv, Rajiv, Rajiv. And I, I, I said, I, why is following me? And uh, then she said that uh, my, uh, something happened to Dad. And I ran to the home, and I still remember my, I holded my dad in my, in my lap. And I was saying, what happened to you, Dad? And he had a heart attack. And in my arms, you know, he was trying to say something. And, and in my arms, you know, he left his uh, last breath. And maybe he was just waiting for me, you know, because I was very dear to him and he was very dear to me. So this uh, uh, this accident, whatever happened, it this tragedy, you know, put a very bad effect on my life. And uh, I was feeling so uh, sad and I was very, uh, you know, depressed. And I was always weeping, weeping. In the home when I was weeping, you know, my parents, my my mom and my brothers and sister was you know comforting me, but uh, I was their comfort was not, of no help. You know I was going in the fields, you know, agriculture fields, and there I was hiding, you know, inside the tree, and there I was weeping so much because I was saying, God, why have you taken away my dad? You know I was loving him so much, and, and uh, I had a very many complaints with the God, and so many burdens was on me. I was very helpless, and I was thinking that all the problems of life have came in my home and over my life, and I was very, you know, in trouble, and uh, I started sinning also, and I was very away from the God, and uh, on those days, I met a very wonderful man of God. His name was Andrew. He had started a very small uh, church, home church in a village, and one day, he given me a gospel tract. And he gave me. He said, "This is the gospel." And I wasn't aware of what the gospel is. And uh, he given me the tract, and I went home and I told my parents that uh, my mom and other friends, look, uh, this man have given me this Christian tract, this page. Or they say, "No, no, no, no! Don't touch this! Don't touch this! You know, they will wash your mind. They will bring you to the Christianity and things like that." And uh, I was like, uh, "What is this? What are they saying?" And uh, and after a few days, this uh, preacher met me again. And uh, again, he said, how are you, and things like that. He talked about Jesus Christ. And I was thinking that, oh, he's going to deceive me. And really, those people were saying, right, that these uh, Christian missionaries are converting religion by deceiving people, you know. And I was like, uh, I started staying away from that guy. And whenever he was coming from somewhere else, and I was hiding somewhere else. And (laughs) one day he met me again, and he given me invitation to come to the church. And he said, will you please uh, come to our sunday service and uh, i said yes for for just i had made a fake promise with him so that he may not you know feel bad i said okay i will come to the church and uh, when i gone to the church i still remember people was worshiping inside the door was locked there was a very small room and people had removed their shoes outside the church in most of indian churches you will go and uh, you will see everyone is removing their shoes outside you know and uh, so I was just going to step inside the church and I feel very shy. And I said, no, I ran back and uh, again this guy met me one day. He was coming on the bicycle again, going to preach somewhere or to buy something from the grocery store. And he met me again and I seen him, oh, he's coming from here and I've hidden in the, another street. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's why I always try to stay away from him. And one day he met me again and he said, brother, you were saying me that you will be coming to the Sunday. I said, I had came to your church on the Sunday, but uh, I feel very shy, and I came back. And uh, people had uh, shoes outside. And uh, from this, they, he got an idea that he's saying uh, right, you know, because he has shoes, uh, he has seen the shoes outside or something like that. And then he said, okay, if you don't want to come to Sunday, can you come to my home on another day? And I said, yes, I will come. And he said, I will be there. And on that day, this guy, you know, very with the, he poured out his heart to me and he said me one thing. He said, brother, whether you want to come to the church or not, you know, I want to tell you one thing, that Jesus Christ is living God, you know. You know, in the Bible it is written, in India people are worshipping more than 33 million God, gods. You can see on the internet. Hindu peoples are worshipping 33 million gods, you know. And uh, they worship everything, you know. Reptiles, monkeys, elephants, rats also. And uh, even I was sharing in the Sunday school that uh, there is also temple of the bull bike in the North India. People are also worshipping the bike there, you know. And uh, so this guy said, Bible says that uh, one person is going inside in the forest and he's always, he's finding there a tree which is barren. Of no help, you know. There is no fruit, and it is already dry up. And that guy is cutting that tree, and you know, carving that tree, and making an image of that, you know, tree block. And then he's making eyes, legs, and then he's grinding it. And then he's saying, "You are my god." You know, this is how the people make the god. You know, with the clay and the and the wood. And then he, this guy, you know, he given me very bold statement. He said that I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is God and he's living God. He's not dead. This is what he said, that he's not dead. He had died for our sins. He was buried. He was raised from the dead third day, he says. And he's still alive, he says. And I was always uh, thinking that what, he, what this guy is saying, how can you know, someone be alive after you know, being died? And uh, I always try to stay away from that guy. I never, I didn't go on to that guy, uh, you know, again, you know. I always try to make a distance with God, that guy. And one day, I was very sad. I was sitting inside my room. I was sharing this testimony uh, in the previous service also. I was sitting in the room right there. And uh, I believe that that preacher was praying for me for the, from the long time, you know. And God had a plan for me. And on that time, it was very much raining over there. And suddenly... You know, I felt like this. I I was writing a letter to someone else. Suddenly, for a moment, I stopped the letter and I started, you know, thinking about, you know, I'm in a lot of trouble, you know. I have a sister to marry, you know. In India, you know, it is very different. If you are a parent, it is your responsibility to marry your daughters, you know. It is a parent's responsibility to marry their sons. Parents have to pay the expenses of everything, for the marriage of the daughters. Parents have to pay all the expenses of uh, son's wedding, and uh, even there is a dowry also they give to the girls, you know, it is parents' responsibility. So parents, all over the life, they are saving money, and it goes away like this, you know, when they marry their children, you know. So I was like this, that my dad passed away, he had a job, now no one have a job, and uh, now, because my father is not there, I have a responsibility. My brother have a responsibility. What will happen to us? And I was always feeling very depression. I was always feeling here something that I have very my someone have grabbed my head. So much heaviness always. And on that day, I I still remember. I remember that word spoken by that preacher. I said that he was saying that uh, actually that uh, guy had told me this that uh, brother you want to come to the church or not just go in the home lock your door and just one time say jesus if you are a true true living god you know i want to see you and i i was just trying to uh, this word was popping in my mind again and again and i said i was already very sad and i said lord jesus if you are a true living god i want to see you believe me i had said this thing and uh suddenly the environment of that room changed dramatically. I cannot express in the word what happened over there. It was like a cloud of glory filled the room. There was a fire or something like that. And I was not able to speak first. And I was fully filled with the joy of the Lord because after that I, you know, felt this experience many times. And suddenly I was feeling like this, that the water, you know, waterfall is coming from, above and it is going from my head to my belly and coming down back you know and i was very you know full of joy and all the burdens were lifted away and i was just thanking god and i was saying jesus please 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 help me jesus please forgive me forgive me and on that day i accepted jesus christ as my savior and lord because i had experienced that what that guy was saying it was true he was not lying, Jesus is, and on that very day of when I had, had this experience, I want to tell you that I hear a very wonderful voice, someone was saying to me, you will serve me. He said me this thing and suddenly I was filled with a fear, you know, when I heard this voice and I was very much uh, filled with fear, I was thinking what's happened here, but that was a holy fear, you know. But I was very scared. What happened is, who is talking to me? And I ran down. I still remember it is. It was a very rainy day. We had a small scooter in the home, and I kicked that, uh, you know, bike, and I went to the church, that church where I had never visited before. And uh, I knocked the door very hardly of that preacher. And uh, maybe he uh, might be thinking that any persecutor came to beat him, you know. And uh, he opened the door. It was raining. And he said, what happened? I told him everything. And uh, he was very happy. He led me through the scripture. And he said that, uh, you know, it is a very wonderful thing. And he comforted me through the word. This is what I want to tell you that, brother, my sisters, that uh, Jesus Christ is living God. Jesus Christ is living God, you know. When we say, uh, you know, when we say that Jesus Christ is living God, it, is, it, it means that, you know. Bible says that uh, when we had, uh, we had no strength when, while we were sinners, Jesus died on our behalf. He paid the price for our sins. He have bought us with his precious blood, you know. He, have, he have, uh, redeemed us from the curse of the law. In the book of Galatians, we read that. And the Bible says... He died, he was crucified, he died, he was buried, and after three days, he risen from the dead. And he stayed on the earth 40 days doing ministry, and he was, uh, you know, proving to the people that I'm, I'm alive, you know. And he, he eaten with them, he shared the scriptures with them, he opened their mind to learn the scriptures, what the scripture says. And after that, he was ascended to the heaven. And he said that as you've seen me going up, and same way I will be coming back one day to fetch fetch you all. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrew, after purging all the things and after doing all the things, he sat down at the right hand of Father, my Father. He's sitting right there, at the right uh, right hand of the Father. Bible says, let us read one scriptures, and uh, then I will go ahead. Uh, we will read uh, from the from the book of uh, Hebrews. Uh, 1 and 3. It says, Who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on the high. Here we can see the scriptures that uh, it says that uh, Jesus, uh, after, after doing all the things which was needed to bring the redemption to the mankind... He did everything on the earth to bring redemption to the mankind. There is nothing left over. And after doing all the things, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And he's filling that place over there. But I want to tell you that uh, he's, a, he, he's a alive God. He's not dead. God is not dead. He's alive. Many times we are having a wonderful experience, you know. I had, I had heard about one uh, Muslim woman, you know, in Middle East, and uh, there is a very big problem that uh, you cannot preach the gospel over there. And personally, Jesus had appeared to her, and she accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. And I was uh, telling in the morning service that there was a one preacher from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and his wife, they had a very uh, great heart for India to serve over there in uh, India. So they went to the South India, and this is what's written in the book. Uh, they have written, I forget their names, and... Uh, they went to the India, they had sold their home in the Tulsa, Oklahoma, and when they went to the India, South India there, they tried their best to uh, preach to the people that Jesus says, uh, 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 there is only one way to the heaven, Jesus Christ, and uh, they did every effort to uh, bring people to the Christ, and uh, this is their statement. They say that uh, after doing all the things, none single soul was saved by them. And they were very, they were feeling very sad and they were feeling very sorry because they had, uh, you know, sold their house and everything. And when they banked back to, uh, uh, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, before that, they told that when we were going to the people, Muslim people, to preach the word of God, they were saying that the Muslim people were showing their Quran to us. They, he was saying that uh, when I was showing them Bible, this is the word of the God. And the uh, Muslim people also was showing them their Quran. And they were saying that, uh, look, your Bible also have a black cover. We, uh, our Quran also have a black cover. On your Bible also, there is uh, engraved in the golden color, holy Bible. And on our Quran also, there is a written in the golden. How we may believe that your, your, you know, Bible have a true word of the God, you know. And they had uh, this question always popping in their mind. What we can do to convince them that uh, Christianity, uh, Jesus Christ is Lord. And they came down back to the Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, one day this husband and wife was sleeping. And in in the room, Jesus Christ personally appeared over there. I I want to tell you that uh, sometimes many people are, you know, not understanding this thing you know when we tell uh, something happened to us you know and uh, sometimes we say no 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 nowadays these things never happen you know but I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is same yesterday today and forever you know Jesus was risen from the dead and ascended to the heaven you know and after that you can see that uh, Paul was you know persecuting the churches and when he was going on the on the way to persecute the church and Jesus appeared there you know so it is biblical. Many times, you know, uh, it happens to us, you know, when God wants to prove that uh, he's a true living God. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to Paul. That's what happened to that uh, pastor in Tulsa, Oklahoma evangelist. And when this happened, that preacher had written that that when I seen Jesus, he was in the white robe. And he said that I fell on the ground there, and for many hours, I was keep, you know, crying, 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 and even his wife was, uh, you know, sleeping on the bed. She was not hearing anything, you know, and when she wake up, and she seen the preacher was laying on the bed, uh, so on the ground, and she wake him up, and he told every everything. He said that, you know, we was just preaching Christianity, but we was not preaching that Jesus Christ is God, living God, you know, and she said that if, if God have, uh, you know given you vision, he came to visit you, he can visit me also because God is not a respecter of any person. If we have done this for him, he, he can do this for me also, she says. And she also started praying and fasting that, Jesus, I, I also want to see you. And same thing had happened with her. I want to tell you, my dear brothers and sister, we are serving a living God in india if you will see i was telling that there is a there is a temple and people are going there to worship the bike they are worshiping a bike you can uh, if you don't believe me you can go on the google and you can search that you know people are worshiping the idol bible says that they have eyes but they cannot see they have ears but they cannot hear you know People are carrying them here and there. I, I still remember I had gone with my wife at uh, one uh, place for a ministry. And there was uh, people who was uh, carrying some idols on their shoulders, you know. They were carrying them here and there, you know. And people was, you know, worshipping them. They had actually kind of thing they had put on the, like a small bed. On that they had put the idols, You know, you know. But the Bible forbids us for the idol worshipping, you know. And uh, the Bible says they have eyes, but they can't see. They have a mouth, but they can't speak, you know. Even people have to help them to bring here and there, you know. And yet people call them God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you another one wonderful uh, story about one uh, preacher in South India. I, I want to tell you that uh, this is my first time I am uh, uh, standing in a, a Protestant church which is this much big? I have a big building, you know. I have seen uh, many churches in India, you know, but they are very old Roman Catholic churches and uh, uh, Seventh-day Adventist churches. So this one is the first time I have visited any big Protestant, protestant church here. And uh, I want to tell you that uh, there was a, one uh, preacher came from the South India. He told uh, a very wonderful testimony to me. Uh, actually not to me to all the congregation i was uh, attending a very small church it was a very small room where we was uh, having a sunday service i was a church member of that church about 20 to 25 people was going there and uh, they had put a carpet on the floor and we was sitting on the carpets in the most uh, house churches in india maybe they are big churches you won't see their um, seats there people used to sit on the floor you know and uh, so we were sitting there, and uh, one preacher came from the South India. He gave a very wonderful testimony of one preacher. What happened? God called uh, one preacher to preach uh, the gospel to the South India. Jesus uh, talked to him. Jesus said that go to that village and uh, preach there. And he and his wife and the children—he had a very small children—he and his wife start, uh, you know, talking to each other. You know, God God is going to send us, uh, God told us to send over there. We heard in the spirit that God wants us to go to that village in that tribal area. But there is no electricity. There are no jobs because there was only the agriculture field. From where we will get, uh, you know, food to eat. I cannot go to work because there is only agriculture fields. And God is sending us there. And they said, we will believe what God has set us to do. And this husband and wife, you know, prayed and they were committed to the Lord. They said, God, you are going to send us. You are a living God. You have told us to go, and we will obey you. And they went over there. In the India, in the tribal areas, you know, uh, everyone don't have, you know, uh, these gas stoves or, you know, electric uh, stoves, you know. Electric stoves, we have very, very few, you know. Uh, We have gas stoves. Uh, In the tribal area, people are using uh, wood stoves to make of, uh, maybe many of you have, might have gone to Haiti or Africa. You might have seen that people are cooking food on the wood stove, you know. And in India, you know, in the tribal area, that area, uh, it was a very tribal area. People don't had a gas stove. So every home had a wood stove. You can, you can recognize from here that uh, this family have already cooked the dinner when uh, you will see the smoke coming from their home, you know. And uh, in the morning, if you see the smoke coming from their home, from the kitchen, uh, you will recognize that, oh, they are cooking the meal, you know, breakfast. They are uh, cooking the lunch. They are cooking the dinner. So this preacher had a very small home, like a hut there. And uh, he and his wife and uh, children was living over there. They heard the voice of the Lord. They said, God, you are faithful. God, you have sent us. You watch over your words to perform them. We are going there, and we know if we will be faithful, you will be also faithful because you are the living God, Jesus. And they went there, and I want to tell you, this preacher said that his life was very, very difficult in the first few months. He said, I had no job. I was fully trusting on God. And he said that even we was not wanted to bring shame on the name of the Lord by begging from the people, Gentiles, that we don't have a food, please give us a food for our children. This is their testimony. They said, we, bring, we had brought some food to that village, and the f- in a few days all the food gone away. They had nothing in the home to feed their children. They had nothing to feed themselves. First, they gone away. They took the water. This preacher took the water. He said to their children, their children were saying, Papa, Mama, we are getting hungry, we are very hungry. And this preacher was very broken in heart, and he took the water from the pot, he gave it to his children. Drink this, children, go to sleep. And uh, in the night, the children were crawling here and there because they were hungry, one day gone away. And this preacher waked up in the morning, they, they were on the knees, and they said, Father in heaven, we thank you so much that uh, you have given this day to us also. My children are alive. We are also alive. We are safe and sound. We thank you. You have sent us here. You will provide everything to us, they say. Second day, gone away, same way. The wife of the pastor was doing this thing. Every morning, she was uh, putting some uh, uh, dry leaves and the wood in the wood stoop so that the smoke may come, uh, you know, in the air, so that people may realize that they have a food in the home, you know. They don't want uh, people to come and have mercy on them, that, oh, they have no food in the home, and uh, they have not lighted the wood stove, you know. So every morning, every evening, this uh, woman of pastor, pastor's wife was uh, making a wood stove, lighting up, and making a smoke fakely, so that people may realize that they do have uh, cooked the food and meal. Second day gone away, they had no food. They said, God, Jesus, you are living God, you are faithful God. I know you will provide for my children. I know you have sent me here, you will provide for me and my wife also. Everything we need. Second day gone away, nothing happened. They had no food in the home. Again, the children were weeping. And the father and mother was comforting them. They gave them water again. Drink the water, children. Husband and wife also drink the water. And they go to sleep again. In the morning, pastor and his wife wake up again. They were again on the knees. They, thanked, they said, thank you, Lord. You are the living God. We believe in your promises. Lord, we want to thank you that you have kept our children alive. And we are also alive. We want to thank you. We will do what, for what you have sent us to do. Third day gone away. This way, the wife put the wood stove, again, make the fire so that the neighbor may know that they have a food in the home. Evening, they did the same, and they had no food in the home. Again, the children was weeping, crying, Papa, we don't have a food. We want to eat food. We, we may go to that. No, no, children, we don't, don't go there, you know. God will provide all things because he has sent us here. He will provide everything to us. And... Uh, They again given water to drink to the children. Husband and wife, pastor and his wife took the water and they go to sleep again. And next day, something happened. You know what happened? Again, the pastor and his wife faithfully came on their knees. They said, Father in heaven, we want to thank you again that my children are alive. We are alive. We will do for what you have sent us to do. We know you are the living God and uh, you will do what you have said. You have sent us here. You will provide the food for my family. You know what happened? This pastor and his wife opened the door of their home. They had a very small home. When they, when they opened the door, and suddenly pastor came out here like this, and he said, Father, thank you for showing this wonderful good morning." Uh, morning. Suddenly what happened? One bird fell from the sky beside the pastor. And that was the dead bird, you know. And it was was like uh, shivering. And the pastor seen that uh, bird. And the pastor said, he took the bird and the bird died in his hand. And he said, Father in heaven, I want to thank you so much for what? You have sent the food for my children, you know. They were hungry from last three, four days. You have heard our prayers. And this pastor gone inside and he said his wife Wife, come here, you know. God has sent a food for our children and he have heard our prayers. He have heard our prayers, you know. He don't want to let our children die, you know. He, heard, he hears the prayer of the righteous people. He have heard uh, our prayers. You know what happened? This pastor said, okay, let's let's give me a knife, please, and I will, you know, wipe out the feathers and I will, you know, clean it. As the pastor, you know, took the knife and he started... Uh, cutting the, uh, you know, head of this uh, bird, he was not able to go through uh, his bird's whole neck. He said, what happened? This is a very small neck and uh, the, the knife is not going through. You know what happened? This pastor took the neck of that bird and it was like this. He said, what happening? Why my knife is not going through? He took like this and started seeing there was a gold chain inside the neck of that bird. You see? There was a gold chain, ornament. You have, uh, maybe any one of you have a 10 grams or 15 grams gold chain. You know the price of the gold. How much is it? You know, in the old times also, here also. When he seen the gold chain, and it was worth more than uh, like uh, uh, $500 on that time, it was very heavy one. And he was so amazed that what have happened. And they had enough money to buy the food for the whole years. My dear friends, I want to tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, our God is a faithful God. He's a living God. He's not an idol, you know, who have eyes, cannot see. He have, he have a, he's not an idol who have ears, cannot hear. Whatever you pray. Bible says that believe that it has happened, you know. And when you will go out responding to his call, whether God has called you for something or something, if you think that uh, how it will happen, I don't know, uh, I was told that uh, in the the morning what I preach, I will be preaching the same in the next service, but I felt in my heart that I I should uh, uh, tell this wonderful testimony. Maybe someone of you need this word today, you know maybe uh, maybe god want to talk to any one of you who want to go to go somewhere to uh, uh, you know do the ministry and you must be confused in your heart that uh, will god uh, help me with all the things i want to tell you he will because god is not a respecter of person you know if he have done that for that pastor he will do for you also if have if he have done for something someone he will do for you also my friends hallelujah i uh, let, let, let's go and uh, read one scripture and uh, then we will go to and end. There is a very urgency of, uh, uh, it is very critical nowadays that we should uh, speed up and uh, go to all the nations and uh, preach the gospel. Especially, I have a great uh, burden for uh, some specific areas like Africa, you know, and Philippines and uh, northern India. As I was telling you that there is a only 2.3% Christians in India, but uh, in the northern India, there is only 0.14% Christians. In the many villages, in the many villages there are very few Christians over there. And I want to tell you, quickly, we will read the one scriptures, and then we will uh, go to the end. There is a written in the book of Romans, uh, ver, uh, chapter 10, verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word of God, my friends. The Bible says that uh, those who have a son have a life. Those who have a, don't have a son, they don't have a life. John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him may not perish but have everlasting life. My friends, there is a great need for us to reach out the unreached with the gospel here, there, and all over the world. There are many places still untouched, unreached. And I want to encourage you all with these testimonies that uh, if you will respond to the Great Commission, God is always there beside you. He will supply all your needs. He will help you because he Himself have promised that till the end of earth, he will be with us. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Amen.